When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, just so the people know, assuming this podcast is going to come out on Sunday, we don't really know what the reaction is going to necessarily be to the podcast that we put out yesterday, our most recent episode. So, if there's any, like, incredible clapbacks that happen on, you know, today's Thursday, it is a bit later in the day, but later on on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we don't know. Because we just put that episode out yesterday, and we we're, we're waiting for the feedback to roll in. Aside from the clap comments back and who? whatnot, who's gonna clap back? You just never know if people are gonna want to have their say. I noticed that your boy Spiffy Luciano is already on a bit of a, a tear. I don't know that dude. What, what, I don't. I don't even. Well, he made the video. What is he mad he was, about? You said good things about the kid, and he was thankful for that. Yeah. What the f- is he mad about? It's a little kid. You don't even fight kids. You like slap fight them type of kids. Do you slap kids? I will slap the dog shit. He's a kid. <laughs> you ever see like a disrespectful eight year old on the side of the no, road no, no, and just no, park the car? And just I'm bah! talking about little dudes like him. Like <laughs> you're a little kid, bro. Like you, you still built like a thirteen year old, bro. Chill out. But you've been around for a lot longer than me. Like you were around during the era where if your wife talked back to you, you got to just bah. Uh, we seen that growing up in the household. You saw it, but your generation like wasn't cool with nah, that. <clears throat> well, girlfriends, mm. the girlfriend era. So the late eighties, early to mid nineties. But when that OJ did what he did, that changed everything for it real. Was over with. Really, they changed rule, rules. Like um, domestic violence got ruined for everybody by OJ. Like yeah, OJ, OJ fucked <laughs> he up. He gave domestic violence, violence a bad rap. So, like it used to be, um, if she didn't show up to court, or she called and renege on the statement, they'd throw the case out. But it was something like uh, proposition something one fifteen or one fourteen to where hearsay would bound you over. Mm. So whatever was in that report, right, it was stand. They didn't care what she doubled back and said. Okay. So they were a lot more forgiving about smacking your wife around. No, I want once OJ once OJ killed that lady, it was over with. I feel like my whole life I've really kind of had it in my head that you're not allowed to smack a girl. No, I mean listen, me personally, we was we was taught not to hit women. Right. Unless the female kept hitting you. If the female was a threat, knife, gun, bat, pole, even with like a bat, you know, we'd take it. But if they kept coming at some point in time, you was going to defend yourself. But tell me if I'm being silly, but I would think that like in the gang world, there's a little bit more tolerance for smacking the shit out of people in general, maybe up to and including women. Pro. <laughs> Gang, church lady. Anybody can get Yo, it. Yo, <laughs> I got cousins that's dead, bro, like stabbed up. 
Really? Hell yeah. Bro, you got to remember, bro, like a weapon is a weapon. A gun is a gun. Um, you know, and these women are savages too, bro. Hitting you with hot grits, mm. hot grease. You know what I'm saying? They, bro, you, you ain't seen it the last. It's like two cats got their, you know, they slammers cut off. Two cats got their slammers? Yeah. By cats, do you just mean dudes? Yeah. And slammers, you mean Listen, I, slammers, man. Are you talking about John Bobbitt? Uh, listen, well, no, that's the original dude. Yeah, it was the so original. Another dude just got his cut off. The lady cuts it off and goes to the hospital and says, y'all might be needing this. The other lady flushed his out of the toilet. Mm. You want to know the... So I wonder, what, does his nub just get hard? We should look into that, but... Nah, I ain't looking at this Probably, <laughs> like, the time in my life where I wanted to hit a woman the most. Let me tell you the scenario, and let me, and let me know if you would have been tempted as well. I had a brand new, all-white diplomat shirt. Cameron, Jim Jones, my faves. The year is maybe 2004. I'm rocking this 2XL diplomat shirt that I had ordered online. In retrospect, I lived in New York City. I probably could have just rode my bike to Harlem or something bought one. I had probably spent like, I don't know, $30, $40 with shipping for this diplomat shirt, right? I'm kicking it with this girl. She's crazy. She's drunk. We, we, we go by the, the corner store and um, she decides that she wants to get a hot dog and she's putting ketchup on it. And I said something that she didn't like. Oh. So she shoots me a look of disgust. And then like, she doesn't throw the hot dog at me, but she, gah, she like does that with the hot dog. So all the ketchup, I- I'm sprayed up. My whole shirt red looks like I just got yeah, the hood shit a drive-by done whooped. on me. Better whoop her at, ass. At that moment in my head, I was like, oh, I want to f*** you up. But, but you didn't do it. I didn't do it. No. You know. Would Where you have I been wanna... tempted? Definitely. Brand new shirt. Yeah. I might want to hit it with a Bruce Leroy. What's that like? Hi, child. It's like a karate move? Hi, child. Those are supposed to like actually hurt people, though. It's not just a theatrical thing. I mean, you know, that's why I said Bruce Leroy. Try to water it down a little bit. You would say Bruce Lee. Bruce Leroy. Hit it with the Jackie Chan. You know what I'm saying? Kiss my converse. You know what I mean? So, yo, listen, man. um, You know, um, today's Sunday. Nope. Today's Thursday, but this is coming out on Sunday, yeah. Okay, so today's Thursday, but I'm acting like it's Sunday. The Lord's Day. The Lord's Day. You know what I'm saying? Free blue face. Free Blueface. You you told us that you were going to have us accompany him to turn himself in. Yeah. That we, we didn't get hit up about actually doing you it. You already did. I already get information to the powers that be. You don't run shit. I'm in the build. I don't have to check in with you. You called me and asked me no, to but send already, the cameraman. I already talked to the cameraman. They don't just move when you say move. That's the cameraman right there. I checked. Do you did have he tap in with you? Do you have information? No, no. I've been tapped in two but weeks so ago. So you, you went and filmed him? Definitely. We got the footage already. He seems like tomorrow. Oh, it's Sunday. Okay, I got you. You f- We're time See, traveling. today we're promoting. Okay. We're Free promoting him getting arrested. No, no, no. <laughs> Free Blueface. Free Blueface. Forever. All platforms, Free Blueface, seven song EP with the bundles. Y'all go check it out. Merch you got them bundles? bundles? Uh, so you're telling me Blueface had to turn himself in. This is not related to... The shooting that you're going to be like, you I didn't shoot that. anyone. Right. You helped him beat that. He got I a, beat that. We got discharged in firearm city limits. This was a Krishan thing? 
Yeah, kind of, sort of, sort of, kind. He violated parole because of something that with her. Yeah. The cops came and what? Like, how did he actually violate violate his parole? Well, no probation. Probation. Well, he was supposed he was not supposed to be in Las Vegas. We're fighting the case. Okay. I got him clearance to come down to spar with Floyd. Mm. Business in out. <clears throat> so tell him no, you know, no come back. Week later, Krishan's in his ear. I want, I want, I wanna. Blue telling her like, nah, Wax said I can't. You know what I'm saying? You know, she gets. You know, the ladies get it. Wax your dad. You gonna listen to Wax? All this bullshit, right? Mm. Without me knowing, the devil on his shoulder. He goes back to Vegas. Ugh. Right. Now I seen the videotapes after the arrest. Mm-hmm. There's a fan. Krishan, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you, Krishan. But him, mm. this is the persona you guys have built. This is Krishan. This is your fan base. They love you. They hate Blueface, right? Mm-hmm. She says it again. She got the phone. Krishan, we love you. Oh my God. Oh my God. But we love you. F- him. Krishan, pregnant and all, takes off on the girl. Mm. Under 7,900 cameras in a Palm Hotel. Blueface went to grab the girl's phone to make sure she didn't get some footage or whatever. He grabs it, looks at it, gives it back. Krishan's welling on the girl. Right? Now, because I had him in a situation for the attempted murder, where we were going to beat that case, they turned around and used this situation and charged Blueface with a robbery. He never leaves with the phone. It's like maybe four seconds, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, boom, gives it back. Mm-hmm. Charge Blueface with a robbery, don't charge Krishad with nothing. Seems like a stretch. If he's just holding it for a few seconds, like they're really taking the definition of robbery and stretching it to its limits. So, pause. They charge Krishad with nothing. And Krishan knew, and I told him our last court date in L.A., yo, bro, keep our program the program. Don't bring Krishan on our court dates. We've been fighting for years. Mm. He pops up on sentencing date in L.A., and she hears all the terms. I didn't want him to take the deal. It was four years joint suspension because I didn't feel he was disciplined enough for that. Joint mm-hmm. suspension, the same thing Suge went to jail for. It don't matter what you do. You can go steal a bag of chips. If you got nine years joint suspension, you get the nine years. Mm-hmm. Any violations. So <clears throat> so now I go to fighting the robbery in Vegas. The attempted murder doesn't affect me because it happened prior to us taking a deal in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So whatever happened with the attempted murder has no bearing effect on the L.A. case. I get the robbery reduced down to a misdemeanor, but it's still a violation. Mm. So August, we go back to court. I'm battling, I'm paying these attorneys, I'm paying these attorneys. You know, they're like, yo, you know we're supposed to go do the four, you know how it goes, right? So I'm paying these attorneys, paying these attorneys. We get down to like December, and uh, they're like, yo, they want to give them the four years unless we're willing to negotiate, right? 
So <clears throat> they're like, all right, we probably can get him three years. I mean, 300 days, you know, in the county jail. Which I understand how the county jail works, right? 300 days. You can be from a month to, to 100 days. They might just chop that down like crazy if you're yeah, on you know, my good brother behavior. Just went, my brother just went. He did 18 hours on 90 days, literally. Right? So... You know, I, I have had friends of mine go in there and they're telling me like, yeah, I got to go do three, four months. And then they come out like three days later. Yeah, and I'm like, so, are you serious? Like I was all worried about that. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, I, for the last five years, brother, I've been fighting. I beat a lot of case for my artists, especially him. Hmm. The freeway shooting. I walked out of there three years probation. Mm -hmm. uh, caught a gun case in South Central. Um... I beat that one in Compton Court. Blueface's gun case. Yeah, these is all blue cases. Mm -hmm. I beat them. Called another gun case, uh, Super Bowl weekend in Hollywood. I beat that one. Um, the assault and battery on the security guard here in North Hollywood. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's the one he took probation on. Um, attempted murder in Las Vegas. I got that reduced down to discharge and firearm city limits. The robbery in Las Vegas, I got reduced down to a, to a misdemeanor. So, you know, I've been, my legal team is, is vicious. Do you ever fantasize about what it would be like to sign an artist who didn't constantly catch uh, gun and violence-related cases? Yo, listen, man. That would be nice, well, right? Well, Ray J. Ray J. But Ray J, from music and television, he drifted over to, you know, the electronics, you know, all mm -hmm. that type of stuff, and now he's into the digital world. So now he's got a house full of trans women. <clears throat> that's done. Oh. We're about to shoot part two, though. Oh, it's going to be worse? You're hosting. Really? Yeah. It's probably a decent percentage of the trans women that wouldn't care for me. Who? Oh. I don't know. Some some of them seem to get the idea that I'm a you transphobe because I won't. <clears throat> you popping. What you mean? Some of them want to and I'm like, I can't do it. Also, you do have some a line, a limit, because we all thought because you let a trans sit on your lap. That was a joke. That ain't no joke. You had man ass on your man lap. Correction. I had wet trans grundle on my knee. What do you mean wet? What the fuck is grunt? What the? Yo, break that white boy talk down the layman's turn. What is wet grundle? Picture the area between your asshole and your ball sack. Up to and including some of the bottom of your ball sack. You know that whole area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, picture after sitting there in that chair for two hours, how it might be starting to feel a little moist, a little musty, a little wet. Oh, because that had on tight. Yeah. Tight and tucked. And Sydney Star, to be fair, got the BBL. It's a lot of junk in the trunk. So she gets up to sit on my lap, and I'm just kind of, I'm rolling with the joke, whatever. That shit was a swamp. You felt the, you felt the moist? My knee. And you just let the individual sit there? You didn't get that motherfucker a body blow, a rib, a rib shot? Can you imagine how that would have gone over? Hey, bro, like, know when they got swamp ass, bro. Yeah, and that mother planted it right down on my knee. But all I'm saying is that over the years, I've had more than a few trans women like realize that I'm going to the AVN Awards in Vegas what is, in what is AVN? one week, two weeks, something what like is, that. What is that? Adult Video News oh. Awards. 
And so it's like a convention for multiple days where we have a plug talk booth and I'm going to be in there with Lena and all these other girls and we're going to be signing autographs and taking photos and doing all this kind of shit. And like through that, like mostly we interact with the stars that we want to interact with. But when you're at the convention, you start running into a lot of stars that you would not normally interact with. And so all of a sudden you've got, you know, a disabled woman who's telling you that she wants you to f her, her stump. And then you've got, you know, a trans performer and she's telling you about how she wants you to suck their dick. And then you're dealing with, you know, a 400 pound woman and she's telling you that she wants to be your first BBW scene. And so it's like you're standing there in the booth and it's fast and furious. Just like, I want to you. I weigh 400 pounds. Uh, OK, this is my assistant. She's going to take your information. You turn around like this. Hey, I want you to suck my stump. Uh, OK, this is my assistant. She's going to take your information. It's a lot to take in. Now, that being said, I love the trans community, but I feel like I'm not ready to f a, uh, a Boca Burger vagina at this point in my life. <clears throat> so you think there will come a time where you might be ready? Well, I do notice that a trend in my life is that I get freakier as I get older. So that kind of makes you wonder, like, well, what's 50 or 60 going to be like? So you're potentially gay. I didn't say that. And these are women. <clears throat> they're not women. They are a type of woman. No, they're not. It's a man. No. I, I, have, to, I have to differ from you there. Yeah, God, this facts. Scientifically, godly, and factually. Listen, <clears throat> I'm going to respect. In the eyes of science and God, I would agree with you that they're I'm probably not women. But I choose to treat them as women. I have respect for them. That being said, that respect does not necessarily so necessitate me. If you choose to treat them as women, you, you, then you uh, be sexually active with them. And therein lies the problem, is that I don't think I want to cross that line. Because at the end I'm of the day, see, see, here goes the problem, right? Uh-oh. They want us to respect and acknowledge their way, their movement, right? Mm-hmm. But in the same voice, they want us to disregard our way, our movement. So my equal medium is this. Incremedium? Equal medium. Equal medium. Okay. This one I'm going to meet you halfway at. If you ask me, what is a transgender, right? And from the community, mm -hmm. I'm going to say they identify as a transgender woman. Right. When it comes to their, you know, what they are want to be represented in the community. When you ask me, the heterosexual man, Allegedly. What is it, Trent? No, ain't no legend. <laughs> ain't no swamp ass sitting on my lap. Mm, not yet. I might come over there. Not happening. <laughs> when you ask me, what is a transgender woman as a heterosexual man? I'm going to tell you that's a man. Mm. Because you have to, for me to respect what you want to be identified as, you have to respect what I identify as. In the minute I start calling a man a woman, I'm now psychologically crossed over to how they see things. And I'm a heterosexual man. So I'm going to see it the total opposite. Mm. My thing is just, I will respect them as whatever they prefer to be identified as. Um, I'll call you by your name mm -hmm. yeah. if your name ain't nothing too crazy. <laughs> if your name is Juicy Fruit or some crazy shit. Hey, Juicy. Bubblicious, I'm not with you. Hey, Bubba. You know, if you call yourself... Uh, you know, Steve Ant or some shit. Cool. 
I do, you know, part of what I want to tell the trans community is like, just, just to be as polite as possible. I want to be like, and tell me if you think that they would appreciate this. I'll say, I want to fuck you. But unfortunately, due to my role in the hip hop community at this time. Don't blame it on hip hop, bro. I know, but it seems like a pretty good scapegoat, no, you right? No, and hip hop your ass over there if that's what you went to. <sighs> that's what you went to, hip hop your ass over there and out of your business. Like, what, what, what are you talking about? Don't put that on us. Me being you ain't a, part a, of the hip hop community anyway. Huh? Huh? No. I'm doing a podcast with you. What does that mean? This is a podcast. I know, but you're this a hip-hop, hip-hop guy. Hop. You're hip-hop AF. See, if I called Joe right now, he wouldn't agree with none of this shit you're talking about. Who's Joe? Joe. Joe Blow? Your nemesis. Oh. Joe Button. Put some, put some respect on his name. Why? That's my partner, man. Partner in what? Yeah. He's involved in the diaper business? I'm no, offended. That's my partner, man. You know, we got a mutual respect for one another. I think he respects you. I used to feel like I had a degree of mutual respect for him. Yo, I heard that you were supposed to like go uh, partner up with his network, and he dissed your ass, and then you were scared to go over there. What? This seems like a creative like, account what of what happened. said. I don't know. Oh, I didn't actually watch that clip, so I don't know what academics said. He said you were supposed to go over there, Joe dissed your ass, and you got uncomfortable. Why would you get uncomfortable if you going over there up under your thing? What that got to do with Joe? I'm not sure if you're misquoting what Axe said or no, anything. No, I'm not but misquoting. You misquoted him last week. About a year. And I had to press play. A year and a half ago, I went to Joe's podcast and did his podcast. And then I think that... He had a little bit of a grudge against me after the fact because of the fact that I was sort of uh, flaunting what I perceived as a W in our debate. He also may have been annoyed by the fact that I had Rory and Maul, his top ops, on the podcast soon after, I believe. Joe don't give a damn about that. Yeah, I would assume they probably wouldn't care about that either. But yeah, people always ask me, like, do you think that you'll ever get along with Joe again? And I'm like, I don't really know how it would happen because I can't really imagine anyone in either of our lives going out of their way to try to patch that up. Whack 100. You are are that guy. What's debate number two? What am I talking about? What am I talking about? Joe, we need the second debate. Me and Joe would be a moment. We need the second debate. Why not throw 6ix9ine and Hassan Campbell in there, too? What that got to do with Joe? It would be like the rap that we jack in episode. That was, that's no, like the that best podcast like, you've ever done was that Act 6ix9ine Hassan Campbell like episode. You're trying to throw a bunch of things in there yeah, to yeah. avoid the direct interaction what am I with avoiding? Mr. Joe Button. What am I avoiding with Joe Button? I don't know. You're running from something. Why you didn't sign the deal over there? What deal? The deal that you had on the table. <laughs> The only deal that he and I ever had on the table, and I wouldn't say it was really on the table, but it was back in 2018, he, uh, for a moment in time, suggested that he was interested in me being one of the co-hosts on State of the Culture, which was the show that he did on Revolt with, what's his name, Jinx, Scotty Beam, and Remy Ma was the cast. It didn't last a year, from what I recall. I'm gonna, they maybe did 20, 30 episodes, something like that. I don't think it would have worked with me on that shit anyway. I told him, I'm like, I live in California. I can't do this. Yeah, you was the wild, you'd have been a wild card, though. Ima- yeah, I would have been the one getting bullied the whole time. But can you imagine me moving to New York to do a show that didn't even turn into anything and, like, abandoning No Jumper? That would have been a bad career move. No, yeah, it would have been a bad move. Bad move. Bad move. Bad move, man. 
But I was thinking, like, am I going to fly back and forth every week? This is insane. Like, am I even considering doing <clears throat> no, this? I wouldn't have done that. I mean, yeah. they had been paying me some real money. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't do that. That That's a light, slow trip. You know what I just got done doing? Uh, scouring the history of No Jumpers interviews, trying to find different examples of me saying the N-word. I can only find one. Because, okay, I'm writing this history of No Jumper. It's about the first four and a half years. It's basically the middle of 2015 up until the very beginning of 2020. And it's just the history of that whole period of No Jumper that a lot of people don't really really remember that well. You know what what your problem is? Here we go. What? This is real shit. You like the little kid that never got his ass whooped. I have gotten my ass whooped. No, you haven't. Yeah, a couple times. So you might have got beat up. You ain't got your ass whooped. That's probably fair. You haven't really got whooped. A a good day and a half, you can't really get out of bed. Oh, no, I never. You know, you look at a man, you're like, oh, shit. I got jumped one time and I had a black eye. That was probably. No, that's like regular. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Because you playing with things like the N-word. This clip is from. You trying to get canceled? It's from 2016. Are you trying to get canceled? It's made the rounds on social media plenty of times. So you try to like. The reason why I was looking for examples of me saying it is because in this video that I'm writing about the first four and a half years of No Jumper, there's multiple different white people that I acknowledge said the N-word at various different points in the podcast history. So it's like I have to acknowledge that I said it too, even though the the, the time that, that I found— Is that like a trophy for, for you guys? To say, ooh, I said the N-word and I got to live with to it. tell the tale. So you doing like an N-word gold, N-word silver, N-word bronze— I just wanted to acknowledge that, yes, I'm acknowledging that these white people said it, but here's an example where I said it. Now, for you the record, said it too. I said it. You're proud of that shit. I was quoting a future lyric. No, but you it knew It didn't the really lyric. seem that bad to me at the time. But I'm you knew the lyric. Well, yeah, I listened to the song enough times that I knew the lyric, yeah. But you did it on purpose, on camera. In front of a bunch of black guys, yeah. Actually, no. A couple of Cubans, Hispanics, I don't know. You're trying to get canceled. It's bad timing. This has been out there for so long that the odds of me getting canceled for saying the N-word eight years ago when quoting a future song seemed pretty low. Bill Cosby fucked some women 40 years ago. Okay. Did Uh, he he fuck them or did he drug and rape them? He fucked them. Once he drugged and raped them? Ain't no drugged and raped shit. Okay, drugged them and then he had sex with them while they were passed out. Powder cocaine, it was regular, basic party drugs. You didn't have to bend nobody's arm back in those days. They were wittily getting high. Okay, but he was putting stuff in people's drinks so that they wouldn't know what they were about to consume. Cap. Says who? The white man. Bill's free. Is he? They didn't try to lock him up at one point? Ben Free. Did he get locked up for a little while? They had to let him go. Okay, well, I do think that saying the N-word is less serious than drugging and raping a woman. No, it's not. What makes you think that? Do you know the pain, the history, the horror, the terror behind that word? But you don't because your people didn't go through that. I do think that if we were talking about, like, aggressively screaming the N-word in someone's face, then that might be a little bit more common, uh, so you, have so a little bit more in common with this with whole it. drug and rape thing. <clears throat> screaming it? 
saying it. But just saying it when quoting a rap song, like how offended would you be if I was quoting a future lyric to you and I said I, it? I would strongly advise you not to do that with me. Right? What, what if we were just kicking it though? We're just on the beach, margaritas and Not going to happen. Mm. Because the lack of respect, a lack of respect is a sign of disrespect. Why would you want to play with something I don't want to. that has that much The reason why I'm putting much it evil. in the video is to acknowledge my own wrongs. It's not like I'm proud of it. I know why you're thinking I'm about I'm acknowledging that I, I did something that I would not do today. No, but I know why you're thinking about the N-word. Because what you got to stop doing is watching that motherfucking tape. You keep watching that <laughs> motherfucking tape. And screaming it. And you start screaming it. I hate you. You greenlit your wife. I hate you. To do that, brother. Speaking of the AVN Awards, when I'm there... Guess who's nominated for like sex scene of the year? Your your wife? My wife and someone other than me. The brother. From the tape. How does that make you feel? They're saying he fucked your wife better than you, bro. You got a million sex scenes. You got a million sex scenes to versus the one with him. Well, when you put it like that. That would make me say the N-word, too. <laughs> Damn, are you for real? Yes. So is he showing up? Do you think that I should go up on stage with them if they win? Also, do you think they're going to sit her and I near him? Because it's normally when you win an award, you kind of go up together, right? You should go up there with blackface. Oh. <laughs> Fuck it. If you're going to do it, do it. <laughs> I feel like that would be a good way to never be invited back to the Avian Awards. Yeah. Blackface. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, you like to say the N-word. Fuck <laughs> it. You want you just feel like one of us? It was eight years ago. And I was quoting a, a future song. Okay, so. Who you chased around. No, no. So, no, never mind. let's say. Sorry. They win. That almost got real. Let's say they win. It, which it seems, honestly, through looking at the list, it's kind of like. All these random porn scenes, no offense to and anyone else who's nominated. They're all kind of random. And then you have this one that was like the most viral thing in the country for like a month. Is this the first time your wife would have been in one this kind of, this kind of award? Well, her and I won a podcast of the year no, last this kind year. Of award. And then at the Pornhub Awards a couple years ago, she won Celebrity of the Year, which is kind So of that's weird the first though. time she would have won a sex scene award, right? Yes. Bro, if she wins and the people out there go to my Instagram story right now or, uh, or or her Twitter or my Twitter and you can find the link so you can actually vote for her to win this category so you can find out what I'm going to do if she wins. So interactive, you know how people get excited. Spare the moment, you know, they just spur the moment. They just get excited. Mm. So what if they win and excitement, you know, it's the best of her, and she turns to the brother and just wraps her arms around her, pulls herself up, and just lays one on him. A fart or this, a oh, nice a kiss. kiss. Oh. And when he, and when she does that, he naturally just grabs her ass so she can. And I'm just standing there like, what the fuck? Well, why are you standing there? You wasn't in the sex scene. You should be sitting your punk ass down in the audience. Wait, okay. In my mind, I'm up on stage right now, but okay, you're saying say I need to be in the there. audience. Let's say you're standing there. The question is, like, how good is the filming? Because if the filmers are really on point, then they could go up together, and then I could stay in my seat and just... 
So what would you say if she but got if that excited? But if there's not like a filmer who's filming my reaction, then I kind of have to go on hey, stage to get my clout from hey, bro, this. I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to keep it real with you. When my men see women that was special, we react. We'd be like, damn, I remember that. When women see men that are special, <sighs> they react. My whole thing is, am I going to be able to sneak in a little chair? So that I can like go up on stage, with I gotta create, oh, whip man. out the little chair, and then sit in my little cuck chair while they accept the award. I gotta create incredible um, panty liners because uh, she shit might get. She might get soaking by the end of this, bro. For real, <laughs> she, bro. Think about it. That's the best she ever had. Some would say. Uh, no, no, no. She said it. And uh, did she? Bro, she said she had to wait three days because she was too stressed out to even deal with you. Vaginal tearage doesn't necessarily no indicate tarage. pleasure. Damage was done there. Anyway, it is kind of awkward because we're so, like we're cool with him. He's shouting out the scene, telling people to vote for it. I see him liking my photos. I might have liked some of his photos and stuff, but we're kind of oppie still. So it's going to be kind of weird when we run into each other. But, you know, I'm determined to... Keep it professional. You have to because you're scared. He is much larger than me. That's a good point, yeah. I mean, that's what your wife said, not me. No, I mean, like, height-wise. Oh, okay. I, I, don't know. I'm just, I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm in troll mode. Shout out I'm to the hunter side. Mode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I'm shooting. It's going to be very, very interesting, to say the least. The award, and the other weird part you about it, You're going to be uncomfortable. Some of the awards, they just, like... Name it off. It'll be like best boobs, so and so. Everybody claps. Yeah. Okay. Next up, best this. Everybody claps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we won best porn podcast last year, it was like that. It was like they're they're announcing kind of like a bunch of You're awards in a up. row. You're not going up to accept the award, but we didn't know that. So even like when they're announcing the award, like we at that moment we realized like oh shit, like we're we won and we're not going up. Like you find out in that moment. But also, I kind of feel like if you're I don't know. Like, if they are going to have you go up, maybe they tell you in advance. Hey, bro, um, I had a little birdie tell me uh -oh. that academics was already, like, up to some shit. Up to what? He, was, he had a statue made, a little small one, and he was trying to get somebody to deliver it. A statue of what? Um, It was just, like, Shaka Zulu, Mandingo-looking dude standing up all the muscles, and he was gripping this chick. She was bent over by her waist. Like, he was like... What's a Shaka Zulu? Black dude. Oh. And he was going to have that shit delivered to No Jumper. So it's probably a good thing we kind of got off. I don't know, bro. How are you feeling about that? Because you... That's what I issued a aspect of doing podcasts I'll with I issued a pre-apology. It's a weird thing doing podcasts with Wack because... We recorded that podcast, I guess, probably on like a, oh, actually, I think it was a Friday, and we Friday, got it out Friday, by, yeah, by Wednesday. Wednesday. So we had like a nice little five-day period before it came out, <laughs> and you went on Clubhouse, and you basically told everybody what I said in the voicemail that we played. No, I didn't. Well, I didn't I watch it, but I saw the YouTube title that said, WAC 100 says, and then it's the exact quote. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, they should I did have say a lot it. from that. Okay. I did not say it. I just made people anticipate what might have been said. You didn't see my pre-apology? 
Yeah, I, I said a bunch too, of shit yeah. without saying nothing. I blamed you without saying your name. That was funny. Right? Um, what's funny is Act is over there. <laughs> it's kind of quiet. It's been about 24 hours since that episode came out, and we haven't got a reaction yet, but you, you realize where he is right now, right? Oh. Not to be too gossipy or anything, but it would appear based on an Instagram Live. So they're back together. Who? Ack and Shay Glizzy. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Oh, come on, bro. God, I know somebody like him. I believe she has an apartment in Texas. And she went on Instagram Live, and you got to see him like sitting on the couch in her apartment and stuff, which was kind of mind-blowing because it's like, so y'all went through all that, and you didn't even just like fly her out. You flew there to go kick it, to patch shit you up. Think, you think he's... Whatever Krishan got between her legs, Shea Glizzy must have that times 10. Because hopping on a flight to go chill with her after she did all that fuck shit, sending your dick pics to Troy Ave Whack and the 22 Ster. So this is what I'm saying. See, when I see shit like that, it leads to speculation. Do you think Axe scared to leave her because he's comfortable with her being comfortable with him being uncomfortable? If you know what I mean? I mean, my honest, actual opinion is that I think that she must have something on him. Although even that, I feel like for him at a certain point, it's like, no matter what you got on me, I'm so sick of dealing with this shit that just go ahead. no. Go ahead and expose me. Especially if it's some compromising shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how bad what it could the, be, but because yo, he been quiet. It's got to be a ratio. It's I gotta had be, no idea. It, it's got to be a ratio between blackmail and love. Because I wouldn't be surprised if he's like you got a thirty percent in there. He's thirty percent in love with her, and he's seventy percent being blackmailed. It's a little Black sucker man. in there, though. It's, it's a, is he stizzy back? You fucking bullshit me. I mean, I just seen him in her spot on Instagram Live. I don't know if he's actually back with her, but I did notice too that like. Before he went there and was on Instagram Live in her apartment, that she posted up like a, I could probably find it on my phone, but she posted up on her Instagram basically saying, like, I never said that act raped that girl, la la la. Like, kind of cleaning up a bunch of the stuff that she had said during their prior argument. So I'm assuming he kind of like made her do that. Like, hey, if I'm going to keep dating you, you got to like kind of clean up some of the horrible shit you said about me. Hey, man, listen, man, to each his own. It's a sucker born every day. I've never seen You just got to realize it's that's your birthday. I've never seen Act, like, in love at all. I've actually never really seen him, like, express feelings towards any girl ever. Besides, Have like, you- a little bit to Selena Powell, but he's always denied that that was anything real at all. But it always felt like they he had a little a bit G-Wagon. of something. That was a lie. That was a joke. No. No, I remember that. He brought her a G-Wagon. No. He took it back. He has it. I don't think so. I'm Tr- telling you. Trust me. If that was true, that would be so fucking funny. We could talk about it all the time. But I, I'm concerned with the truth, and I don't. There's, Yo, there's man, no I'm, you just fucked me up that you're telling me act is back with this chick. But that feeling is this the chick that stole the five hundred thousand? Yes, but she also she said that the whole story about the five hundred thousand before they got back together. I think she said that that whole story was a lie to take attention off of the girl who made the sexual abuse allegation. So that girl was before her. If that's true, 
that's crazy. Like, that's some crazy evil genius shit. Oh, I want everybody to take their attention off of this assault allegation, so I'm going to say that you stole half a million from me. If that actually happened, that's nuts. Well, that's some real strategy. The assault should have been what was addressed. Yeah, that's true. But remember, all the clickbait and all the headlines that came out the day after all that bullshit was, I got half a million stolen from him. It wasn't Axe X says that he did this, this, and that. It was just the half a million story. Man, you bullshit me. He really went back to that girl. But that feeling that you're having right now of being like, oh my God, I can't believe he's back with her. I can't believe this shit. I've had that feeling like four or five times over the course of the past few months of like, oh, I thought for sure they had to be done after this thing. Now they can never get back together. Oh, nope, they're back together. It's hard to imagine what she might really have to do. I'm texting him. <laughs> Adam says y'all are back together. <laughs> um, yeah, you I don't really know. went back to your ex. Tell me you didn't do that. And it went through blue, so he's getting it. This is crazy. Yo. Hey, look, brother. You know, you got to remember, a lot of people that got um, some type of stardom or fame, some of these people, like, when it comes to women, you know, um, if you can't look up and see, like, in high school, they had some shit going for themselves, college, they got some shit going for themselves, and they just kind of finally got some things going when they started getting a little attention in the in the industry, you know what I mean? Getting a little money. Then I understand why, you know, people are scared to like let go. The thing is is that Ak has had money for like seven, eight years. Like he was he had a show on complex like eight what was that, twenty seventeen? That was a long fucking time ago. Okay, the question is, what women do can we identify him with? In terms of like public relationships I mean, there was the Selena thing. There's this girl. I said, come on, man. You can't. And then, I mean, I know of him kicking it with a lot of hoes over the years. Just like randoms. But I I, 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 I don't know of like a time that I That's knew him to be in like a real. Oh, no, no. The Angelica girl. There was another girl named Angelica, too. Didn't really end so well. But I, I What happened? What did she say? She fucked some SoundCloud rapper, Lil Tracy. And then. Things got kind of weird and complicated after that, I remember. Lil Tracy. Dick Tracy. See, Lil Tracy is a SoundCloud rapper. Dick Tracy is a fictional detective from the 50s <laughs> that oh, my dad was into, shit. so that's kind of... Everybody. I hope keeps, you and my dad meet at some everybody point. Everybody keeps fucking Axe Broads. Well, this was like a long time ago, but... Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Ak the same advice that I previously heard him give to someone. I think I remember him discussing Wale at one point. Wale, the rapper, not the guy named Wale, who he does a podcast with now, I think. But Wale, the rapper, and he was talking about what I think, I think the conversation was what Wale should really do if he wants to like stay in the spotlight and be popular as a rapper and everything like that. And one of the pieces of advice that Ak gave him was you need to have a high-profile relationship. You need to be fiance and and fiance with like you know somebody that counts a girl who's in the in the public conversation you know like look at Jonathan Majors he gets in the worst PR disaster of his life what's he do he gets in a relationship with a strong black woman is undoubtedly very good for his career even Great though look. a lot of people were kind of suspicious of uh, this this seems a little odd maybe like it's a weird time to announce that you're in this relationship but. If Ag got into a serious relationship with a girl of some status. 
within hip hop or hip hop adjacent, probably be really, really good for his career, right? It would like humanize him, let people see him as a a real who do person. You think, who do you think would be the fit? That's the problem. What about Scarlet? Acting Scarlet? I mean, I'm just brainstorming. Because I'm going to be real. I don't think Glorilla's the, the one. She seems a little too hard-headed. Actually, Scarlet seems Acting too hard-headed. Scarlet. She's just the first one to pop in my head. <laughs> I, I think don't know. Scarlet's a little too gangster for that. You got any ideas? I can't believe you said... Uh, um... That's a fucked up idea, Wack. Do not say that. Uh-oh. Don't say that. Little birdie, get off my shoulder. Do not say that. <laughs> um, that's not good. I'm not going to say that. Do you think that you would be better off like an artist or like an OnlyFans girl or? Maybe like an uh, actress. Or like an exec. Like a chick who's like higher up at Atlantic. That might work. Something like that, right? She's not like 100% in the public eye, but she's like respected. That might work. What race are you thinking? I'm thinking uh, Dominican or Puerto Rican. Mm, okay. Black girl too strong for him. You think? And a white girl might be too boring for him. I don't know if i ever seen him with a white girl. I don't know if he could find enough enjoyment out of a white girl. Well, if he gets a real toxic one. How about... Um, how about a, a comedian... Tiffany had it. She likes drinking just like him. She had a couple DUIs in the last couple of years. Bro. That's my home girl. What you talking <laughs> That's my about? home girl too, but she got DUIs. Okay, but it was dismissed. Not yet. And she went in Beverly Hills. I talked to her. <laughs> this doesn't count if it was in Beverly Hills. I talked Hills. to her. She said she was amazing. She said Being drunk food, that night? The service. Oh, what, the jail? She went in the morning. The be- Wait, you get arrested in Beverly Hills, you go to the Beverly Hills jail? Yeah, oh, that shit's incredible. They burgers are better than fucking rallies. Is that why everybody does home invasions out there? Yo, listen, shit? mattresses, memory foam, shit's amazing. Memory foam? <laughs> That's fucked up. It's like 20 miles away from the L.A. County Bottle jail. water in the cell. What? Crazy. I might go get Crazy. drunk and drive around until I get no, I, put I in there. I called her after that, and she was in, a, she was in Hawaii or Maui or some shit when I was talking to her, and uh, she was like, yo, it's like, Five in the morning or something. <clears throat> she said, but the stay was amazing. I got She it. was in no rush. Get out. Ack and uh, Lunell. That could work. How about, <laughs> the how age about, difference might. How about, he probably wants a chick who's young enough that she could bear children. Which I think is reasonable. You know what? I, I, got, I maybe have a black girl for her. And she's kind of in the area. Who? Just hilarious. <laughs> she needs something to do. They took her off Breakfast Club. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah, well, Charlemagne was bitching about it uh, and say like, he hated on Jess. No, he wanted Jess, Jess hilarious. A motherfucker, man. He wanted her to be the new Angela Yee. Mm-hmm. They even announced that she was going to be the new Angela Yee. There's a video footage of of uh, Jess hilarious on stage celebrating it and everything. And then Charlemagne, like yesterday or today, comes out and says that iHeart basically overrided their desire to have Jess Hilarious be the third mic. And the theory that I've heard floated is basically that the ratings are significantly down for the Breakfast Club. So they're trying to like get a third who will maybe bring in a significant audience, which to me 
doesn't just hilarious have like a couple million Instagram followers? Like, yes, she's probably bringing in some kind of audience, right? Like, she seems like a pretty good option, but I don't know. Maybe iHeart wants somebody more high profile, or maybe there's another reason that we don't know about. How about um, they let Jess stay there, and then they replace Charlemagne? Well, then I think the show's over. The show needs a new name. First of all, Charlemagne, Charlemagne is was the show. Get the fuck, Envy's a show. <laughs> Charlemagne talks five times as much as Envy. Charlemagne was an add-on. Show was there with Envy. Charlemagne is the whole show. Fuck out of here. What happens Shout to, out to Charlemagne. What happens That's to Joe Budden's podcast if he leaves and it's just all those other guys? What you mean? They're going to get like 20% of the views. It's the same thing with the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne's the whole so thing. So you saying Joe Budden's crew ain't shit? I'm saying that he's still like the DJ figurehead. And they all know that. They all know that the show doesn't exist without him, right? Did, what was, Did they bring Remy Ma up there? You're thinking state of the culture. No. The Joe Budden podcast. Did they bring Remy Ma to the Breakfast Club? Did they try her? Did they? I don't know. That would work. They tried out uh, Mona Love, a.k.a. Don't Call Me White Girl. Remy Ma would have worked. I would love to pod with Don't Call Me White Girl all the time. She needs to just move out here and just be my little sidekick. Remy Ma and Papoose would work. They seem to have broken up. What does that have to do with the chemistry of business? <laughs> so they're going to get divorced and be co-hosts together. They're raising a child. Co-parenting and co-hosting, quite they're, different. They're both strong enough to show up. That is New York. That's Brooklyn. I just assume DJ that they're Andy. not terribly fond of each other right now. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, they're I mean, I hope, that they're, people. I hope they're getting along and everything. But wouldn't say that. Man, like, I, we need more info about how exactly that shit went down. But the idea that Pap held her down while she was locked up for all those years. I witnessed that. Oh, I remember. That was oh, insane. No, no, no. no, you missed the point. You were remember, up close and personal? Me and DJ K slayed like this. Okay. And he signed uh, he Papoose signed back the, in the he day. He signed the case at the time. I witnessed that. I could not believe it. Right. One of a kind We dude. would go to parties. Slay would have Pap come out. Straight stud magazine parties. All this shit, no bullshit. Pap would come out, do whatever he needed to do with Slay, and he was out of there. Mm. He wasn't dealing with no women. He wasn't doing none of that shit. I called Pap on a Thursday or Friday. He was on his way driving upstate New York or whatever to go. For real? He'd he go would, up there like every weekend? Yeah, he would tell me what's crazy, bro, is you go to a men's facility, you see a lot of women in the visiting room. The women's facility... Two or three people. Really? So you're like a superstar if you go in there. Like the best guy ever. He, you know, I know Pap and Remy, and um, I don't know, man. I hear this little dude, whatever this little dude is, is like. Easy the block. He did some clout chasing shit. Now, I don't know if it's true or not. He's the only one saying it. I know Pap socked him out. You know, I don't he know. He did. I don't oh, know. right. Okay, yeah, yeah. That could have been over a disrespectful phone call. I don't know. I'm hearing that Remy signed the dude. You know, I'm hearing little bits and pieces about it. If you're a woman and you shoot another woman and then end up having to do what, like seven years in prison, and your rapper husband, who realistically can go and get all kinds of buns, his prospects were probably very, very open at that time. All kinds of women who were perfectly mm -hmm. happy to deal with the lyrical slaughter that would be imagine that like the way he can rap imagine him eating your pussy oh uh, no we had um law library was big him and k slate was winning, winning the, the justo awards every time they went up for that shit 
You know, Pat was moving. And then imagine you get out, and I don't want to like toss any accusations that aren't true on Remy Ma, but if this is exactly what happened, you get out and you are so horny that you cheat on that man with a random battle rapper. Like, what the fuck? I'm going to be real. Um, I have yet to see any of them really speak on it. Yeah. Um, you see Gucci or Gucci Gotti like air the whole fucking thing out during a rap battle while she was standing right there, stone faced. What I'm saying is, <laughs> that was a rap battle. Shout out Gucci Gotti. Shout out Gucci Gotti. Great guy. That's the homie. Shout out Rick Rock. Shout out Compton Rick. Um, Man, Rockstar was not happy with the way you were talking about him last time. But I, um, <laughs> sorry, Rockstar. I didn't mean crack to mention, star. Didn't mean to mention your name, Rockstar. He's a runner. He's a crack star. Um, He's an energy drink. I don't know, brother, because if this is true, if this is true, let's say all of this is true, they get the award and they should be the example on how celebrity couples should handle things. Because they haven't really spoken on it, even though seemingly like everyone around them is talking about it. They haven't said anything back and forth. There's no subs going back and forth. Um, every time I see Pap doing something, he's working. I see Rim just did a song with somebody. She's working. Um, I, I believe I seen them at Christmas. They were together, you know, with the children. So if this is true, mm. the way they're conducting themselves should be the example for every celebrity in the industry on how you should act when there's a falling out. Because nope. this just isn't a money thing or I'm tired of you thing. This is like you, you did some, you violated some sexual shit. Note to self, don't get involved slash cheat on anyone in the battle rap community. Because this is really what they do is they make content out of making fun of each other, giving each other a hard time. I would much rather do battle with somebody who's a little bit less skilled linguistically. I mean, you know, the rumor can only come out if somebody leaked it. And I think yeah. little dude, um, whatever his name is. Easy the block, Captain. You think yeah. he wanted this clout? Yeah, he won. But you know what's crazy? Probably. He ain't getting it. You don't think? Hell no. Nobody gives a fuck. You know why nobody gives a fuck? Because Remy and Pat, when it came to the industry was the couple of a black love. And we don't Literally. want to. Remember on Love and Hip Hop? They had hats that said black we love. We don't want to believe him. They had a clothing brand called Black Love. So until Pap or Remy confirms it, mm. as far as I'm concerned, it never happened. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing, say what you will about my wife, has never said a thing about me. Has never taken a fight to her Instagram story. The people at home, even if you've watched intently every single thing that's ever happened to us, you never got a whiff of any beef between us. Which to me means no, a lot. No, that's real. I really appreciate that discussion. And, and I know, and way, I know you, know you guys have your days. Every couple does. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's real. You know, because some women shoot subs. They can be like some bullshit, but they know you understand it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, me personally, I hope it isn't true, 
And if it is true, I hope they can at least continue as friends. They are friends of mine. Both of them. They have you know what I mean? children together, which yeah. basically forces your hand that you have to stay cool on some level. And and my girl has even said that, because I've, I've said to her, if we break up, oh my God, you are going to be on every podcast saying this, this, and this to me. I said that to her to kind of feel her out, see if she, like what her reaction would be to that. And her reaction was, oh, are you kidding? I would love to. I can't say shit about you because you're the fucking dad to my kid. That's real. And, and I appreciate and you, that, you, that. You know, that, that should be the priority, that. right? You're supposed to respect. Yo, so listen, Cat Williams, he set shit ablaze. <laughs> Switch the topic up right there. Yeah, that was a good one. I watched that whole thing. Yeah, you know, it's 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 entertaining watching Cat. I know Cat. Cat's a very smart guy. How do you know him? Because um, he's Suge Knight's friend? No, I met him in that era. Okay. I met him through Nick. Um some business with E1. Cat's always been cordial and cool with me. Cool dude. What I like about Cat is he's down to earth. Mm. He's going to say it to you. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But he's a real giving dude. I think he's given way more than he's received. Um, I think out of all this, Mike Epps is being the realest in the situation. You know, nigga, if you niggas stole some jokes, you stole some jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of y'all that Cat spoke on, they ain't even on Cat level. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. And the fact that he respects Nick Cannon, uh, you know, he always gains my respect. But I remember when Cat uh, was running around with Suge, right, and uh, Hazel E. And there was a point in time where he shut down. If I could remember, he had, like, this home in the woods, and the mouth was like a cabin home. He just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, he had a show at uh, L.A. Live down here. And uh, I remember being in there, me and AD from K Day, doing a security meeting. How many ADs are there in this city? I only recognize one AD. Okay. As he used to be the program director at K Day. Um, the other AD is homie, say he on paperwork, so I don't know. Right? Oh, so, um, here we go. You want to hear it? I got the content. No, it's okay. Shout out to Loose Cannon. We need to bring Loose Cannon up here, too. Hmm. Yeah, we need to work him in there. I don't know, but... Yeah, you get to know him. He got a lot of content up. But in the security meeting, out of nowhere, and this is at the time all the shit was going on with Suge Knight and all the shit, um, he was like, Suge can't get in the building. And I'm thinking he bullshit. Man, Suge tried to come up there and get in the building. They shut Suge down. Wouldn't let him in the building. Once I noticed when he... You're with him, you're with him. Uh-huh. But once he turns it off on you, it's over with. Mm. He don't give a fuck. Now, I did learn, I didn't know he adopted all those kids. An unmarried man adopting seven children while being on the road doing comedy, like, all the time. That was definitely a moment listening to that interview that I was like, Have you ever seen what? the children? No. That's what got me. He's never... He's never used that as no type of publicity stunt, as no type of anything. He did. That is something that when Cat was in the world of shit, right, getting in fights with the little 15-year-old, whatever that was, mm. all the shit he was being accused of. I've never seen him take a picture with all the kids around him. I've never seen him use that. I respect that. 
He's always protected those children. It's one thing to have seven kids and then you take care of them because they're your kids. But to adopt them, to do something that you blatantly don't have to do, I'm just kind of confused about what the motivation would be to 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 adopt all those kids. Well, he, he said he wants to be... Um, Sounds like he's fucking a lot of girls too, so no, why didn't you just have some natural babies? He said he wants to be friends with God and maybe feel like he's helping the, the children that need the most help. I do think that... Adopting a kid is definitely like one of the most selfless things that you can do because the reality is is that the foster care system through doing these interviews I've just really realized that the foster care system is fucked a huge percentage of kids come out of that Scarred because a lot of people doing it for the hustle bad people in there Yeah, doing it for the money doing it because you want to do some kind of weird abuse shit to the kid Slash people who maybe go into it with good intentions But then basically like realize how much work it is and then they end up just kind of pushing the kid off to some other foster home. Like I've had some real heart wrenching conversations with people who've uh, been adopted. So the fact that he's apparently been a very good father to all these kids, but then just like being on the road that much, what the yeah. fuck are you doing with the he's kids? Doing like a hundred shows at a time. Maybe they, you know, maybe they uh, homeschool, maybe on the road. But I wonder what maybe age he got adopts nannies with him. Because my kid's three. You don't even know the names of these children. We've never seen them. But like, I feel like the Can first you three Cat years. Williams kids? The, the you first three years. You want me to search it? Let's see if it comes up because he's done one hell of a job. I feel like. Uh, is this on? Ooh. Stop abusing the black mouse. Ooh. I'll abuse your mouse. Man, you really, you really on the funny side, huh? Why is this? It's moving the opposite way of the way that I would think that it would move at this no. moment. No. Oh, it's because I'm holding the mouse upside down. Look at that. Boom. Okay. God damn it. That's embarrassing. Um, Cat Williams adopted kids. Cat Williams is a Christian and often wears a cross during his shows as a symbol of his faith. Though he briefly joined the Nation of Islam while living in Oakland. Uh Uh-oh. Well, this is a picture of... Oh, look at at all these kids. Is that them? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tiny, but I guess... No, that's like blackish. Wait, is that... It might just be like him with a bunch of random kids at a party or something. Like, I'm not... I mean, this says Cat Williams' kids, but all these kids are... Well, I guess they're adopted, so they don't have to look like him. I don't know. I don't want to dig too far. I don't want to find anything private that is also available on Google. Cat, Cat Williams' reason for adopting so many of his kids... God damn it, I can't even look at it because somebody put ad blocker on this computer. Who did this? Oh wait, we just turn it off, right? Pause on the site. Okay, now I can do it. Um He wanted to save the kids from hardship. That's a great reason. That's what you just said. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's about the most Shout selfless the cat, thing man. you can do. Having a kid is also kind of selfless, but your kid is literally like a tiny miniature version of you that's going around in the world doing things that you, to some extent, get credit for. That feels like fundamentally very different than adopting a bunch of kids where, you know, they're not this like tiny, cute version. You notice he didn't say anything about Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You know why? You figured out who he had respect for by the end of that interview. I mean, but Dave Chappelle is one of the greats. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Definitely you know one saying? of the greatest, yeah. 
Um, but but okay, you watch the whole that whole interview, and you kind of like start to feel like everything he's saying is true. But then I watched a clip of Charlemagne talking about his description of Kevin Hart's career, and I really realized that he was kind of like purposefully misrepresenting certain people's careers. Right? He's acting like like uh, Kevin Hart had this completely like fabricated commercial come up, and then I'm listening to Charlemagne talk about it, and I'm like, okay. So you you really like can't believe everything that Cat Williams said in that thing because he definitely like glazed over a lot of details and sort of smoothed out some stuff. Well, quite naturally, he can't tell you everything about Kevin Hart's career because he's not fucking Kevin Hart. Right. So it's a time in Kevin Hart's career where Cat may, maybe wasn't plugged into him. End of the day, Kevin Hart worth both five hundred million dollars. I don't know exactly. At like, the end of the day, so you can say what you want. I don't know how real he was being about his come up but the way that he described himself making a list of like the 40 most successful people in Hollywood in terms of comedians and everything and how he basically just like worked his ass off until he was ahead of all of them it's very motivational like really imagining this guy who was living this existence that was a hundred percent focused on becoming successful and wasn't allowing anything to get in the way of that that was very motivational to me. I like when I see stuff like that that really takes me back to the point in my life where I was solely focused on the hustle and wanting to be a success story, you know? But how how successful is Cat Williams? I mean, he seems like he's doing quite well, well for himself, but I don't actually have any clue like how much money he has or anything. He seems rich as fuck. The way he was talking about himself, getting I don't, $20 I don't million think, for a fucking Netflix special? I don't think... Um, I don't think he can line up with Kevin Hart when it comes to the money. Yeah, but Kevin Hart's been grinding his ass off doing all these movies, all this commercial shit all these years. I feel like, yeah, for sure, Kevin Hart probably has more money, right? Definitely. But we all know people, like, once you get to a certain level, some people make their entire existence about getting more money. And some people, like, I would suggest even some of your clients, somebody like The Game, The Game could be, he could probably make 10 times as much money this year as he actually will make but he doesn't really seem like committed to just doing shit to make money he seems like he wants to enjoy his life and the game definitely his priority is enjoying his life his life is children right and once you decide that you want to put a lot of your time into your kids by definition you're not going to be making anywhere near as much money as somebody who's down to grind 12 hours a day doing hard work in the show business world you know Shout out to Cat, man. If I was the game, I would be on tour. Well, if I wanted to profit maximize, I would be on tour all the time, traveling overseas, doing all this shit that I know for a fact he doesn't want to do. I mean, there's just all kinds of shit that he would probably do that probably isn't that enjoyable. We firing up 2024, though. 2024 is going to be a different year for us all. So you're on his ass? Uh, No, I just put, you know, I put things in front of him. You know, ultimately... You know, when it comes down to the business, we're um, business partners, and he falls in the position of being my boss. Mm. Um, so all I can do is put it in front of him, and ultimately he's going to make the decision. I'll debate him. He gives me that leeway to debate him, mm. um, to put things in front of him. But, you know, we got a few more, few big things happening. We're going to move towards television. Uh, music will still be there. Um, we got a baby game edition of Incredible Diapers. That definitely will be coming out. Baby game. Yeah, baby game. Oh, I like that. Right? Um, so, you know, we, we, got a, we got a few things going on. 
How did you feel when you saw that China Mac posted a long-winded explanation for why he was choosing to no longer be cool with Crip Mac? He kept listen. Approximately kept, one month look, after he went to bro, prison, he kept sending me shit. China Mac directly to my DM like these little videos. Yeah, he kept messaging me too until I blocked him. Yeah, I ain't gonna block him, but I didn't get it. Like, did you see the little the little corny shit where he's like eating and he was trying to eat and he held the fork there too long and the food started falling off the fork. The one where he was talking about me? Yeah, yeah. You seen that one? Yeah, he's like trying to be like a movie villain type but thing. I didn't get what the fuck that was. Yo, he's washed, bro. It's but over. see, this is what I'm saying. Troy Ave <laughs> marked his ass out. What happened? Troy Ave fucked over China Mac. Really? I didn't even know. He like nine of them. China Mac. It's like nine dudes that was attacking Troy. He fucked over them one by one by one. He created the shirt. He turned them into cartoon characters. He was dissing them, and they all stopped mentioning his name. Really? Swear to God. So my thing is, why you fucking with Adam, who on the West Coast, why you ain't cleaned that up with Troy Ave? Right. This is a fact. We ain't forgot. And I don't know why he mad at you. What he mad at you about? Because you exposing the fact that he laid down on Crip Mac? Okay, so the order of operations is like, he asked me to go to that uh, thing that wasn't actually a bail hearing in, in which I would have not but he had did any not, ability to actually on. get Crip Mac Stop out. right there, though. We had that conversation on here. He did not make it clear to you the way we made it clear to you what that really was and what it could have been. Exactly. And then he did. The, I know that for a but fact. But then the way he talked about it afterwards. After we did it. Was as if I if I had just shown up, then everything would have been okay. And as if like you know, it was just such a bullshit misrepresentation of what actually happened. And because he is a shameless clout chaser with no integrity, he jumped all over it and made a whole bunch of different videos about it and basically acted like he was Crip Mac's best friend in the entire fucking world. And then a clip came out, uh, Lupe on the phone with him, and it was Crip Max saying some shit that I still don't really know where it came from, but saying that somebody had came to his cell and told him that the Southsiders were looking for China Mag and they had issues with him and all this shit. And I had no idea where that came from or what motivated Crip Mac to do that. I do believe it could have had something to do with the fact that I know Lupe is not a big fan of China Mac. So I don't know what kind of conversations they were having that might have led to that. Either way, China Mac blamed me for the fact that Crip Mac came out and said that stuff. And then soon after, China Mac decides, oh, I've dealt with so much disrespect now from Crip Mac that I think that now, coincidentally, yes, I may not be able to make money off you because now you're locked up and it might actually cost me money because I'm going to have to send you money behind bars. But now is the time that I'm going to, I'm so sensitive. And you, you said one thing about me on a jail, jailhouse phone call that now I have to exit the situation. And for me, I obviously seized upon that to say this is the guy that some decent percentage of the fans believed and became convinced that I was a bad friend to Crip Mac based on me, the one who was making him money this whole fucking time while China Mac, like wh what deals did China Mac as a manager, what money did you bring in for Crip Mac? No, he's a leech. Come on. He leached. Come the did fuck Did you see on. the slap in the face? Him counting the money. Oh. Now they tell me he's, he's uh, the Mac Venture shit. He locked up on, on Crip Mac page. So, so what happens is we got an East Coast dude who came over here and jacked somebody for the Former blood. Who? Just kidding. That was a rumor, but I don't believe it.
There are some music videos, though, where this is some China Mac is looking very bloody. This is some bad boy death row shit. Mm. Yeah. Some I mean, bad boy death row shit going on. You have to understand where China Mac was at in his life when he decided to start working with Crip Mac on this level. Because I remember when I was on that honeymoon. And I'm kind of like texting Remo and we're going back and forth on like what moves we should make with no jumper once I get back, yada, yada. And one idea that Remo kept kind of tossing my way was like, oh, we should do this Mac Eats thing or whatever. We should we should really like lean into the China Mac and Crip Mac doing food thing. I was like, they're already doing this. I don't want to fucking do that, whatever. So I, I, I said no to that. But then I did a meeting just right over there in my office with China Mac about potentially working together. And I said to him, I'm like, how would you feel about being on like a, a podcast on a weekly basis? Like, are you interested in that at all? And his words were, I've done the streaming shit. I've done the podcast and shit. Because keep in mind, he moved out here to be a podcaster, to be a streamer. He was doing his whole streaming thing for a while. And he said, I really don't think that my strong suit is talking on camera. And I remember hearing that and thinking like, you know oh, why? so you, you gave up on being a content creator. You know why, right? Because he kept doing it and nobody really cared. Bro, he has a fucking butt face. <laughs> like, motherfuckers don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it throws motherfuckers off. You know what I'm saying? You be trying to, like, watch a motherfucking motherfucker like, mm, mm, he has a butt face. It's hard to focus on that. You're right. His face looks like a butt. But He's no hair on his face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by butt face. Can't no hair. That. It's yeah. like it's just smooth. Like, goddamn, take a, a, a bit and just shave your skin. Make that shit grow. Uh, do the Beijing. I don't. I'm, that's not racist because it's Asian. <laughs> it's actually called Beijing. What is Beijing? You know the shit where they kind of make paint your mustache. With the tattoo thing? They put a bunch no, of no, dots. No, that's he should do that to his whole no, face. They, no, they paint it on. <laughs> And it's fucked up because it's called Beijing, and then he's like mm. Asian. But that's just you know. I was, right, and and, and so okay, he told me that he basically thought that he wasn't qualified to be a participant on a podcast because he didn't think that being on camera was a strong suit, whatever. Okay, fine. And I, I, that always kind of stuck with me because I was like, oh, so you you get it? You know you suck on camera. That's interesting. But then I had him on an episode of the No Jumper Show, and he was like. You know, I'm gonna have to like give you kind of a hard time on this or whatever. And so I, I encourage people to go back and watch it because I basically got to sit there and listen to him try to like make me feel guilty about some shit that had happened throughout the history of No Jumper. And it was so bad. It was so weak. Like his attempts at trying to own me were all like old ass arguments that it felt like I was in a time machine. It was some shit that I had just argued with AD and house phone about like six months ago. And he's just trotting out these super lame talking points. And that was when I really realized like, Oh yeah, this guy's just washed. He's done. Like there's no fucking coming but back. He tried to be a rapper too, right? He tried to be a rapper. He tried to be a Vlad talking head, Vlad fucking candom. Vlad don't fuck he with him anymore. He tried to be a CEO of a transgender record label, which People think that I set that up on purpose, but actually, no, I agreed to interview that girl, Ava, and then she shocked me and blew my fucking mind by telling me that China Mac had tried to manage her or whatever. But keep in mind, your boy, TTE Naughty, I'm talking to him. Boom. He tells me that China Mac reached out to him, tried to manage him. He's in Texas. Then I'm talking to, uh, who, who the fuck was the other one? Oh, who was I talking to the other day that told me that he tried to manage them? Fuck. Oh, it was, uh, it was four extras. Told me they huh? tried to manage him too. So think oh, about that. Would have beat the shit out of China Mac. Crip Mac gets locked up, 
And you go and you find the other most aggressive crip you can find in South Central? Like, what the fuck? He just got out? You're going to try to lock him up in a deal? That's some crazy shit. That's when I realized, like, oh, my God, this guy is out of his fucking mind. Anyway, I Yo, mean. Yo, man, let me tell you something. Wh- what's he going to do? It's over. Like, you, you're trying to manage a trans person. You're trying to find a new crip to manage. It's like, come on, man. Let's just. Go in the towel. We can't hate on this hustle. Maybe you need to just go um, get a job. You know what I mean? At you know fucking um, a hot dog cart or something. You know, Mr. Chow's or something. Okay, see, yeah. I've avoided turning this into a racist thing. What, Mr. Chow? What you mean? That's the spot. No, great, great spot actually. Yeah, but I mean, you know, no, I would think he might know more about Asian food than anything else. What's wrong? Like that's like telling a Mexican or something like that to go. Fucking, you know, open up a, a, a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, it's fucking Mexican. You could see how that would be kind of weird, right? Why? Well, if I told you, whack this whole podcast and thing ain't worth and work, and you need to go start a soul food restaurant. I'm gonna put some thought into it. <laughs> okay, but well, you can see how it would come off a little racist, right? How to tell that someone racist? to go do the one thing that is directly, intrinsically connected to their race. The truth based on can never food. be considered disrespect. But you're right because. If you told me to go start a fucking burrito cart, I can't do it. It's cultural appropriation. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, why would that be? You got to start a food cart related Does to your race, right? Does it sound right to say Charter Mac, go open up a soul food restaurant? Well, I mean, he, he does seem to be a big fan of black culture, so it would maybe make sense, right? I'm just saying. I mean, shit. You know, um, I don't know what he going to do, but I do know this. He looking crazy as a motherfucker right now. Yeah, that's what he gets for playing Those with Mac. Those skits was just weird. Oh, he's he so bad at it, He kept sending me shit, bro. I was like, why is he sending me this shit? But what's he sending you? Is he, like, trying to be aggressive towards you? Or he's trying to bro, send look, me warnings through you? You think I'm fucking around, what bro? What did he say? Click it. Mentioned you in their story. He keeps sending me. He's just, like, tagging you in all his story tagging posts? Tagging me in a bunch of shit. Trying to get some likes? I don't know what this one is. What is this shit? He's standing with some gang members or some shit. I don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah, he like reposting old photos where he like saw Fabio Foreign in, in the this? studio and shit. He's trying to be like, what look, I got friends. Uh, is going to leave Adam oh. for a black man. He posted this today. He, she leaves. What a psycho. Are oh, you talking about you? You're your wife. Gay porn. He's out here like fantasizing about me doing gay shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because before I blocked him, my last messages from him. This is hilarious. My last messages. Hopefully, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, like, it's all shit about Lena, just over and over. Oh, he was like text talking shit? Yeah, dude, like just over and over, just saying weird little shit about how he thinks I'm going to be gay and how he thinks that my, like, you know, it's just like weird. I was like, bro. He was really telling you that shit? I got to block you. Like, he's literally, it was almost like sexual fantasy type stuff showing up in my fucking DMs and, and texts. I had to block him on both. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't really understand what goes through his mind or anything, but it's just weird to see somebody who seemed like they had a ton of talent at one point. Because when he first went on Vlad, we were all very, very intrigued by him. Like, oh, wow, like a Chinese fucking gangbanger who's got all these crazy stories and just did all this prison time. Everybody was locked in. But, man, whatever, like, potential he had, his his life meter was Yo, all the way full. I got some crazy shit. <clears throat> One of my spies sent me some crazy shit on him. Trans stuff? No, like some some 
below the age stuff. Well, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, sending pictures and shit. They got the picture. I mean. Yeah, I told him I want to fuck with it. Save it in the world to the war chest, send it to Beast. In case his ass get out of line. He got out of line with me. I'm going to fry his ass up. So Beast has a war chest? Yeah. Yeah, we got 33 spies, <laughs> 34. 34 is he spy, 33 and a third. Wow. And all they do, anybody they hear speak on me, they go dig and get shit. Anybody they think may potentially, I might get into it with, they dig shit and get shit. So when, when shit pops up on stage with them, they'll start sending it to me, information on them. See, that's my problem is that I start arguing with somebody like China Mac, and I'm actually arguing with him about, like, the ideas that are present here. Like, no, I need to have a few, a huge haul of, like, dirt on people to just trot out as soon as they start. But how are you going to have dirt on somebody that's really shallow? Yeah. What does he do? There's not a lot going on upstairs from what I could tell. But what does he do, though? Like, on a daily basis? I kind of wonder that, too. It seems like he just sort of hangs out and just tries to. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, just tries I to, know like, he knows a few people. Boy. You know, maybe tied in like that. Mm. Maybe. Um, did you see the clip of G Face saying that he tried to pay a podcaster twenty thousand dollars to set up milk? I seen that. <laughs> Should we play it for the people? Yeah, or? play it for that. Okay. You don't like milk? Um, the fuck's he using the cereal? Milk. <laughs> oh, we're not logged in again, so we're not going to be able to play it on here. I'm thinking. That sucks. But it's on the No Jumper Instagram, or I'm sure you can find it on YouTube if you were to search up uh, G-Face Milk 7-4. I think Milk just made videos talking shit about him. And so he wants his revenge on Milk. Actually, that is true, because at one point, G-Face asked me for Milk's address. And, (laughs) I mean... I used to be in possession of that information at one time in my life, but I did not have it at that moment, so I was not able to provide it. But apparently he went one step further. He told uh, Drinks with Jinx, shout out to Jinx, another local L.A. podcaster, he told him they would give him $20,000 if he were to help him set up milk. Now, even if Jinx doesn't have a moral obligation uh, against setting someone up, I would tell him, Probably not worth it because if soon as you get the reputation of setting people up as a podcaster, it's probably going to be hard for you to get uh, podcasts in the future. As well as that, I mean, I don't know exactly what terms they're on, but Milk is from a relatively uh, affluent neighborhood that you probably don't want to be starting a fucking gang war with, right? G-Face, you know, he, he from a side that they can handle it. True, but still, like, if I were him, probably wouldn't want to, like, you know, create something that serious off of someone making YouTube videos about I don't know if they would go to war about some shit like that. I don't know either. It just seems like, you know, if you start setting people up on a podcast, then that might be the kind of thing that people might be ready to go to war about. But I don't know. Either way, I just wouldn't recommend it. I've never set anyone up. I wouldn't. I would never do that. It's like... You got to have some integrity in this game. Right. You said you never set, any, you never set anybody up? No. Nobody? But but just by nature of us, we used to do the podcast in like a very public location, multiple different situations where people basically like accused me of setting people up 
I can't even imagine what it would be like if you actually did try to get somebody lined up. It would, it would be all bad. Somebody would tell. Somebody would probably tell at a certain point. But, like, yeah, I, I did an interview with this dude, uh, Rob Banks from Florida. I was just writing about this in the History of No Jumper thing. And while we're doing the interview, some ops of his basically, like, showed up at the door, and there was a lot of screaming back and forth. And I'm standing there in the clip just looking white as fuck, just like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know what the fuck to do. Luckily, they weren't holding, from what I could tell. Nothing really took place. No fights, no nothing? Just a lot of yelling back and forth. It was actually very strange. Oh. Shout out to the Busters. You take the time to pull up on something, something's supposed to get pulled up on. (laughs) Shout out to the Busters. That's a fact. You know who Lefty Gunplay is yet? Hell no. Oh, my God. You're going to fucking love that him. That motherfucker Go. probably ain't shot shit. Lefty Gunplay just did nine years in prison. He uh, shot up a party is what I basically ascertained. But my interview with him just came out. And let me tell you, he's taking the Raza world by storm. Oh, this is a Mexican dude. They love him. Where are you from? He's from Baldwin Park, but he pronounces it Baldwin, Baldwin Park. Parkway. <laughs> Baldwin, Baldwin Park. Parkway. Like no no syllables so at all. He's a rapper or something? He'd be rapping. Yeah, his music's pretty good, too. They're, they, they're calling him the Mexican Crip Mac. The what? The Mexican Crip Mac. He oh, shit. was not very enthusiastic about being called that. But whatever energy Crip Mac has brought to Crippen, I think it's fair to say that Lefty gunplay is basically bringing that level of passion and dedication to uh, you know his race. Oh, uh, did you did you hear what this Mexican had to say? You're pointing at the mic. Did you hear what he had to say? Which which Mexican? Sure. I don't know this Mexican. Hey, the Mexican said it, not me. I fucking said what I said. Mexican rappers fucking suck. Mr. Criminal, Little Rob, Swifty Blue, Quinto Ranas. Now, leave the rapping to the blacks. And if somebody feels disrespected or saying I'm saying racist shit, no. I'm gonna tell you right now, Mexicans are comedians. And they make good elotes. Blacks are funny. And they're fucking good rappers and actors. Like, on some real shit, your music sucks. You're a PC case, and you guys are fucking lames. Who's that? Because you know what? Real Cholo. If you pull up to their neighborhoods, you're going to catch them? They ain't out there. They ain't out there like that. But you know what? Even though I'm out here in Arizona, and I'm a Sudanian from California, I'm on the block. I don't give a fuck. I'm not stupid like that. So... Why I fucking said what I said. Shout out to my man, Runchy Montana. He said that to me. There's a lot of good Mexican rap out there, right? Hey, I didn't say it. He said it. He's Mexican. Cypress Last fucking time. hill, man. Last time, it's a black guy in that group, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, B-Real is like the main rapper. Last time, I had an opinion about something about what I wouldn't do. Snow the, the product. Went crazy. Snow the product. No, I fuck with snow. We even got women. Uh, King Lil G, Lil Rob, Cap G. Ain't heard about Cap G in a minute. Uh, we got, we got Burner. Throw Burner in the mix. We got OGZ. Why is Fat Joe on here? Ain't he Puerto Rican? He's Latin. Uh, Big Pun, also Puerto Rican. Latin. I'm quite sure. This is just what Google is serving up to me. But even some of the people that he named off right there, that Chito Ranas guy, he's hard. 
That Mexican OT, he's coming up fast as fuck. Hey, bro, I don't know. He's we saying. could do this all day. Shout out Phoenix Flexing. Mm-hmm. I mean, drummer boy. I mean, you know, honestly, like, yes, the blacks Shout clearly dominate hip hop. Coyote. But there's a lot. Who, who, what? They left your, uh, your nest, huh? Oh, they still with me. I saw a video of them uh, announcing that they were free as birds, and it was like clickbaited to say they announced that they were leaving WAG 100. They never said my name. I know. I watched the clip, waiting to hear your name, and they didn't say your name, and I was you wondering, did I just get clickbaited? You, you'd never, because we're always together. So what, you have them in a lifetime contract? I don't do lifetime contracts with none of my artists. It's just the respect is there, so it was always lifetime. Did you set them up with Shaq? They set themselves up with Shaq. I mean, I, I I introduced that music to Shaq. I seen Shaq a bunch of their videos. Did you have you ever known anyone throughout the years? I feel like enough time has passed that I can ask this question. I have a friend who, for a period of time, would be would make extra money by driving down to San Diego, going to a specified location. There was a guy who was paying him to do this, going to this location, and then he would have to like call a number. And then a bunch of Mexicans, dirty as fuck, like barely having clothes on and shit, like would run out of a bush and get into his car. And then he would drive them back to L.A. and drop them off at like a safe house. So basically, like because the transition is that we were just talking about the coyotes, the rap group. This is called being a coyote, basically transferring immigrants illegally from Mexico into America. And he was getting money to do this. And I, I, I didn't even really believe him when he told me about it until one day he sent me a selfie like this, and it was him driving the car, and there was three fucking Mexican dudes, dirty as fuck in the back, who had clearly been picked up in this way. And he, he was making money doing this. And when he told me about it, I was just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, what well, the how fuck much kind of... Pa- paying him? I think he was maybe getting like a thousand bucks a person or something. Sound about right? Yeah, see, they, they know. They probably done it. A couple coyotes in the room. Oh, Do you ever so, hear about people doing this? Because I guess it's not I mean, that I, uncommon. I understand uh, what coyotes do and who they are. I understand our borders. But why just say they have to be dirty, bro? I was just being descriptive because they've literally been, you know, traveling on foot for days and days, climbing over fucking barbed wire, swimming through lakes and shit. Like, they look so terrible you just in the photos. they was like... Tired and soiled. You call them dirty ass Mexicans. You said soiled. Yeah, man. You know, if we look up dirty in the diction, in the thesaurus, it's going to tell us another dirty word. Is soiled Mexicans. First, you said it bragged about using the N word, <laughs> and now you're saying dirty ass Mexicans. And then you on Crip Mac talk about he need to use Beijing. You said that. <laughs> you're doing China Mac. That. China Mac. I was I with an Asian that. girl yesterday, and she told me that she don't even have to shave her legs. She don't grow hair. I know. So she's like the Littles, the Little Mouses. But I've had that a few times. Remember the Littles? The Littles? No. It was a a cartoon. I don't know the Littles. There were Little Mouses in the wall. No. But they were hairless? Yeah, one of them looked like China Mac, too. Really? Yeah. One of them resembled them. I heard China Mac might be, like, moving to China. They had whooped China Mac's ass. It's a pretty meek culture. I feel like they were probably they just will whoop his he's, ass. he's probably the end boss of China. Like they're they're just gonna look at him like he's like the most intimidating one. Hell no. I don't know, man. I did see one fight in China one time. It was a bunch of guys all wearing suits fighting outside a restaurant, and I could not believe it because it's such an orderly society. Like everybody just kind of plays by the rules out there. 
and then I see all these motherfuckers kung fu fighting. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was just so shocking. I had been there for a week. The Littles. The Little Rotten Tomatoes. No, the Littles. Bro, you never seen this? No. That's crazy. You play it for your kids or something? <laughs> no, I watched it as a kid. You ever watch Llama Llama? Red no, Pajamas? I don't know what the fuck that is. No? I don't know what that I'm is. familiar with all kinds of weird kids programming now through my kid. Oh, you? Yeah. A Why bit. would you call it weird? It's just stuff Does that's new. Did your kid new. watch the, um, Tom and Jerry? No, not really. No? Sesame Street and then like Disney movies are really kind of amazing. Sesame Street. Well, she's actually kind of old for Sesame Street now. She don't really give a she fuck about is. it anymore. They're making a killing. You know why? They never have to change shit. Sesame Street? I know, because that's what I watched when I was a kid. And then she's, you know, it's 40 years later. She's watching the same, same shit. shit. Same shit. Exact same shit. That's, say, that's why a lot of those none. Sesame Street music videos are like 50 million views on YouTube and shit. Multiple generations of people watching it. You ain't got to change anything. You don't got to do nothing. Yo, listen, so state of hip hop. Mm. I've been really thinking about it. What you think? Where we're at? Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not boom times like it once was. No. But that being said, I think we're in a very advantageous position as people who have, you know, well entrenched <coughs> situations within hip hop. So I'm not too worried. Any, anything could go. I would love another SoundCloud rap esque era. <coughs> um, That'd be great for the I know line. the old way of doing things is over with. What's the old way? Whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> uh, street cred. Um, tattoos on the face. I think I think the whole sound has to change. I agree the sound probably I think probably they're looking for change, something yeah. new. But, okay, like, it still feels like most of the time when you see a young rapper getting a bunch of attention... They quite often have a face full of tattoos and a bunch of crazy ass war stories. And a fifty round clip pointed I don't at your dog. I don't think I think the labels is backing up from it. And I don't think the people care anymore. Mm. It's tough to impress them. You know what I think is gonna crack? A skateboarder, a skateboard rapper. BLP kosher. You familiar? I think that'll work. Jewish rapper with big ass wick dreads sticking out of his head. And no, I'm just. He's I'm, a I'm really good real. skateboarder. Like, I'm being real. Like all the gangster shit, all the Glock switch, lean, perk, that shit over with. Mm. Yeah. I mean, certainly like you don't have like a whole nation that is just like amazed by some young kid talking about popping perks like 2016. That was pretty much like you could just become a millionaire if you were like writing songs about Percocets. What do you think about this whole bullshit? This is bullshit. You see the shit they said about Gilly? The disrespectful shit? You seen that shit? I can't believe that he even responded to it. If I'm him and I'm doing an interview, I'm saying, and That's they crazy. asked me that question, I'm saying, I don't want to answer that question because... You shouldn't even give attention or light to trolls. For the record, he's talking about Gilly did an interview with somebody on Barstool, and they asked him about how he felt about people saying that he had his kid sacrificed. Those of you will know that he had his kid. His kid got killed. His kid was probably 20 or like early 20s, and he got killed in Philadelphia. He was a, uh, a rapper, street rapper of some sort. 
and I don't know exactly what happened, but he, he was he was murdered. He wasn't a street rapper. He was a rapper. Been okay. to my studio. Gilly's from the streets. Right. Quite naturally, he's going to identify with, you know, the streets of Philly, but Gilly's kids not in the streets like that. Like, Gilly's a dad. Like, but, he not, you know what I'm saying? But people who say he sacrificed his kids so his podcast could be successful, like, what? what is the logic even here? Like, does someone come to you at, your, at some point in your life and say, like, hey. But his podcast was already successful. We're going to make you a millionaire, but you got to kill your kid. Like, what the, f- like, the, he shouldn't have even responded to this. It's so, so he stupid. says, okay, give me the success first, and then you're going to have him. Yeah. Because by the time his son passed, they were already successful. Yeah. I mean, but the, but there's always this. It's always this now. It's, it's always like it's the dumbest opinion possible. It becomes not the mainstream opinion, but like enough people acknowledge it and talk about it to the point where it almost has to be acknowledged by somebody like him. And I mean, you know, you know, Lil Durk had the same thing. Oh, he sacrificed Vaughn so his career could be big. I mean. It's just like the dumbest ideas just get kind of propped up by these people who leave these comments. And it's because a lot of people just want to get the attention of the superstar, the podcaster, the rapper, et cetera, that they'll just come with anything. And a lot of times they do get acknowledged. I mean, fucking Lil Durk has lyrics about how stupid the accusation of him sacrificing Vaughn was. But, I mean, he does have lyrics about it. So it's like these, these sort of troll people, they kind of know what they're doing, I think. Kodak, they're going to let him out or they're going to make him finish his sentence? I don't know. What is going on with that? They're saying um, they want to make him go back to the federal prison and complete the sentence he had before Donald Trump pardoned him. Looks like we got to reelect Trump. That's fucked up. But they lied on him. It wasn't even cocaine. Yeah, but... What, what was it, like oxycodone? Crushed whatever, up oxycodone? No, what, was, snorting that? What's going on? No, whatever he was, he had a um, prescription for it. Yeah, I have a cocaine prescription as well. It wasn't cocaine, no, white guy. It was oxycodone, they said. Free Kodak. Free Kodak, that's a fact. Let me ask you this. You previously said, and I didn't actually ask him about this, but you previously said you wouldn't sign a Mexican artist because you don't want to have to deal with the That's politics. not what I said. Well, that's a slight oversimplification. No, it's not slight as shit. <laughs> I said I wouldn't sign a Sureño. Ah, which is every Mexican rapper from L.A.? No. And surrounding areas? No, all of them are Sureños. Who who isn't? few of them not. Coyote isn't. They aren't? Fuck no. They're totally not affiliated? No. I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. Do you you understand why? Mm, Why? If that culture, that movement... It's very disciplined. It's very controlled. So let's say I sign a, a Sudan artist, right? The minute he blows up, mm-hmm. I'm going to be approached. Right. I'm not going for it. So then what they'll do is they'll control the artist. Whatever family member he got in the joint or county jail, whatever, they're going to control that artist with that. Mm. Right? It's politics in that, and I know that. This is something I know. So for me to enter in something like that, I got people with me, people that love me, people that come from where I come from that's going to stand with me, right? Mm. So now I'm dragging them into some shit, right, that I know, I know is going to bring a bad taste to the business. 
So I will help you. If you come to me and like, yo, whack, man, we need help on this. Uh, points in the right direction. You need some beats. You know, um, ads, YouTube, whatever, whatever, radio, whatever. No problem. But as far as me entering a contract with them, I know at the end of the day, the politics will work against me. Mm. So I just choose not to do it. Now, a Mexican artist, non-affiliate, all day. Right. Lefty Gunplay, definitely an affiliate. He's a Sureño. He's got an affiliate code. Yeah, so Lefty, well, I can want to holler at you. What's up, bro? Man, I want to sign to you. Can't do it. Okay, this was the conversation that me and him got but into. But if he asked me for, like, help, point him in the right direction for shit, oh, no problem. That's actually a great idea. I would love to bring him on here. I I'd so want to see how you guys get along. But Lefty Gunplay told me he has an OnlyFans. Doing what? He said he hasn't posted on it yet, which is confusing. But he ha said he has an OnlyFans. And I told him, I said, well, at one point, Crip Mac was doing a little bit of stuff on OnlyFans. And from what he told me, it was issued down from the higher-ups at Crip Inc. saying, we don't really approve of people who are flying our blue flag having an OnlyFans. All I said to Lefty Gunplay was, I feel like being that the Southsiders allegedly run such a strict, tight program, that there might be a similar policy at Sereno's Inc. I know what Sereno's uh, are, but the rest of the shit you had into it, you playing with their shit. No, I'm just saying, I don't think that they're really going to be eager to let one of their own be out here slinging dick. Well, it might be a weird look for them. Oh, that's bad work. <laughs> what? So lefty, man, I don't know. I can't even call you that after you said this. Shit. I asked Lefty, I go, you got a big dick? He goes, uh, he goes it could be better. <laughs> like, he's uh, like, I do, but it could be better. <laughs> or something like that. Yo. He's how, so sick. You're going to fucking love him. How you got to watch my interview. How old is this dude? Well, he got nine years. He did nine years when he was like 18 or 19, so he's probably like a little under 30. Yeah. 28. 28, something like that. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing about Sureños, they go through a crash course in there. Mm. <clears throat> you know, if he's still good. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad. He said he was cellmates with Jab 5 at one point. In the county? Yeah. Or in prison. I don't know. Mm. That's crazy, right? I love the idea of people just going in there and having all these rare collabs. It might have been. Um, I found out uh, over the weekend, there's this dude named Booger Brim. Booger Brim, I'm very into that name. He's on a he's on a SNY yard, Sensitive Knees yard. His okay. brother, he's the brother to Deuce Sims. Deuce Sims is telling everybody sensitive knees. I guess Deuce Sims found out that um that dude has some relations with you know, and uh, he mad at his brother. He found out his brother did knock something down as close to him, so he letting us know that his brother, Sensitive Knees yard. I guess you know we all thought the dude was like stand up dude, but um. Booger Brim, your brother, he's letting us know these things, bro. Sensitive knees are S and Y. Is sensitive knees straight needs, roll up? Is it comparable to PC? Is it the definitely same? PC? It's the same thing. Definitely PC. Booger Brim PC'd up. Ducille's brother, yeah, la 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 Monte. Booger Brim, I apologize for being a conduit for this information. I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm just a dude named Booger Brim. The name's crazy, right? Sick and his brother, La 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 Lamonte, a.k.a. Deuce Sims, let us know that his brother did some things, and he was upset. 
And I'm sitting here thinking about this shit like, why would your brother want to put you out there like that? Your brother, like your real brother. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what would, what would make you, how you said your wife would never do you like that? Mm-hmm. What would make your real brother do things to where he exposes you like that? What, what do you think he did? You said he knocked some shit down? He said something, you know, maybe, you know, usually people get emotional about their chicks. Oh. Hmm. You know, you get to finding out shit. You go through them text messages, boy, you never know what you'll run into. Sounds exhilarating. Um, why does Blueface owe the strip club $14 million? He didn't make the court date. Um, I paid the attorney about three weeks ago. He'll get us back in court. We'll, I'll get that reversed. So that will get overturned? Yeah, I'll get that reversed. <laughs> Six nine had a similar thing though, right? Where like it was announced that he owed millions Nine and millions million. of dollars to this person that he had this brief altercation with, and then it got overturned. Why has that not happened to this judgment that was put against Game? He just recently talked about it on his Vlad interview, but there was the girl on the reality show, and he what like allegedly put his finger in her pussy or some shit, and then he didn't show up for the court that, date. Yeah, he didn't show. Well, it wasn't that he didn't show up. He just had a bunch of dental work done the day before. And um, the dentist told him he couldn't fly. Right. To a point to where he said, give me the judge's number, I'll call in. He called in. It's on record. The dentist called in. They got it on record. Told him the type of work he had done, something about the um, elevation or what, I don't know what it was, that he couldn't fly. So the judge didn't give a fuck. He went along with the proceedings anyway. Hmm. So we filed for appeal. Got caught up, tied up in that. Uh, we fought him, fought him, he fought him. They ruled against him, so he went to the next circuit and the next circuit and the next circuit. Um, but that's a situation that you know I'm kind of like didn't know a lot about because I wasn't part of the reality show. Okay. I kind of had, I didn't want him to do it for my reasons, right? Um then it was things that had happened on the road that I had to fly out for. Mm-hmm. Remember when Game and Thug had their little thing? Yeah. Yeah, like that was doing that. And I was trying to get him to fly back then. From that was Atlanta. serious at some point, huh? Yeah, I had to fly out. That was a real serious shit. I had to fly out. It took me about 50, 60 heads to work that out. Mm. You had to fly out 50 or 60 no, heads? No, I had to fly out. They was there already. My team is in Atlanta. But I had to get there to bring them out. And... uh I had to draw thug of them out. So I hit the Linux mall like 60 deep. And I knew they would come out. And we called Roscoe in the parking lot. Who's Roscoe? Pee Wee. Okay. We called Pee Wee in the parking lot. And I brought him to me, talked to him, and I had him get thug on the phone. I knew us hitting that Linux mall like that was. Then you would find a YSL affiliate. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, Got Thug on the phone, had a conversation with Thug, because we had a, you know, we cool. When you show up as a group of 60 people that I'm going to assume look pretty intimidating on average at the Lennox Mall, 60 of you as a group, does the security come over and say, like, uh, hey, y'all need to, like, not? What you going to say? I, I don't know. It's, it's hundreds, just... it's not a thousand people in the mall. Right. We just 60 of them. Right. And so that so you get Thug on the phone, and what's the conversation like? I get we catch Pee Wee low ass. And you like, didn't have a better way to contact Thug at that nah, point. No, we catch Pee Wee lurking. He didn't want to talk. We catch Pee Wee lurking in the parking lot, 
I'm bring him to us. Time to get Thug on the phone. Mm-hmm. He gets Thug on the phone. Thug, I'm here with Wack and about 60 people. He want to talk to you. I talked to Thug, put him a game on the phone. Pee Wee's there with us. He's by himself. Right? So the gesture of respect was, you know, letting Pee Wee uh, get back in one piece. And uh, they talked, had the conversation. And it smoothed it over. You know, we had to do like two, three days in Atlanta. And it was a, it was a edgy two, three days. There were moments where you, you thought things were going to get very tricky? Definitely. Really? And game, you don't lay down. Flying out 60 gang members. Holy shit, that's a lot of fun. No, I didn't flights. fly them out. My team was there. Oh. I, I just had to get there. Okay. I was here in Cali. And I guess whatever was said happened in Louisiana. So once I got there, you know, shout out to my boy Special. You know, my, you know, I got a squad. Ain't pretty much if I land on that soil, I got a team there. Mm. But it worked out. But that, that it was, I ain't going to lie, it was real edgy. Real edgy. Like at any given second. Because games didn't want the club, strip club, party, go here, go here, go there, go eat after our spots. So it was, it was, it was, it was, it was edgy. I want to live that rapper life. Shit, no, you don't. You sleep till noon. Shout out to Incredible Diapers. Go hit Lennox. No, you don't. Get an outfit. Go to the studio, maybe. You like go to the club. You go to a nice restaurant. You go to a strip club. You're just doing cool shit all day. And you stay up late as fuck. You know, I, when, anytime I stay up late, it fucking sucks because I wake up at like 7 in the morning. So by the time it's 2 in the morning, I'm staying out. It's just like I'm fucking done. I got nothing left. Yo, man, I'm gonna be real. I'm. Bur- I mean, listen. Unless it's some shit I gotta be there for, I didn't heard all the music. I didn't met everybody, you know. But unless, if it's not just a new artist, I'm building, you know, I get in there, do what I gotta do, and get out. Yeah, I noticed. Like I tried to get you on my birthday, no show. Went to the Blue yeah. Face show that you told me about, no show. I've never seen you out really I was, past I like was, eight I or was, nine. Um, no, I was out of town for the Blue Face show. I'm never gonna be. The common man. I'm never going to be what you expect me to be. That doesn't make sense. And by that you mean you're never going to go out at night? I'm out every night. I just may not be what you expect me to be or what you want me to be. I feel like you're not out at night. Always. I've never seen a picture, really. I'm always out at night. Because my whole thing is like... Either I'm at my studio... Or I'm at meetings, or I'm in other people's studios, you know, um, shit like that. I've managed now, to do build. Now, do you think I'm going to be in a motherfucking, I'm not a club guy. I'm only in a club when we picking up a bag. Right. No bag, no whack out of club. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't even get dressed. I will go to clubs with a sweatsuit. They got to let me in. Right. I'm here to get my bag, get the bottles, get everybody in. 60 minutes is up. You want to stay a little longer? Cool time to go go up to the crib. At the end of the day, you gotta remember, I bring sand to the beach. My woman be with me. I don't go to the club to meet a female. I don't drink. I'm standing around watching 30 people in the area that's supposed to be made design for 10. Right? A bunch of motherfuckers spend three, four thousand on the outfit and they can't nobody see you because the lights is dim. You know what I'm saying? How much does Blueface get paid to go to a strip club? 
uh, depending on what region we in, anywhere can range from anywhere from twenty five to forty thousand. Jesus Christ! Depending on what region we in, we in our backyard. You know, it's a little. You know, we got to get on that plane to get there. You know, it's gonna cost you. During the AVN Awards, me and Lena are hosting an event at a strip club, like a party, like the first time we've ever got paid. No, to you do, can do that. The strip club booking thing. Where's it at? In Vegas. Was it Floyd's Club? I can't remember the name. But I will announce it closer to the date. But that just really made me feel like, oh, shit, I got to try to figure out a strip club situation in L.A. Like, we should be doing this semi-regularly. No, you definitely could do it with a total different crowd in the work. There you go. You know, Nick got owns a bunch of properties through Hollywood. Really? Nick Cannon. No, this is real shit. I guarantee if I call him tonight, he got a few of them. That shit could work. I don't know. You I'm guys will to bring it. a totally different crowd. She's sick right now, so tomorrow I have to do plug talk without her. I gotta bang the girl and interview the girl myself. I've only done this one other time. Oh, and then actually, well, the Selena Powell thing, wait, but wait. that was different. So you gotta bang the girl just you and her one on one. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That's a whole new world. Is she gonna be watching? No, she's gonna be at home, probably sleeping. She's not feeling very good. Oh, hey, listen, man, I I can relate to your relationship. Can you? Yeah, I can relate. You live a great life. You don't have to hide anything. Well, I gotta hide some stuff. What? Um, you get to bang four or five different chicks a week. Yeah, but there's other stuff that you can't tell your wife about. Like what? Papa Norco with the homies. Don't tell her about that. She notices you're going an extra five, ten minutes in bed. I don't know. Maybe it's the pain pill. What the fuck is a Norco? You'll find out one day. I gotta nah. take a shit. What is a Norco, bro? It's a pain pill. I gotta take a shit. Well, I'm not gonna want to talk to you if you take a shit. No, if I took a shit right here, right now, that would be flagrant. We're not listening. I'm this proud. We done. just did like two hours. Without a lot to talk this about. This is Adam and Wax show. Oh, can I do that too? He got to take a shit. So this shit is a wrap. Mm. That's it. We out. We out. <laughs>